Welcome to episode 31 of All the Small Takes. We're coming to you live on this Monday night on our third attempt to get this intro right because we're so distracted. Fake news. Our fourth so attempt. attempt. Sorry, John. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for keeping track. Uh, we spent the weekend together hanging out in Cincinnati. We decided not to record a podcast because we had some issues with the sound on the last one. And we also hate talking to each other in person. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. So, so we're here via Google Hangout. John Cooper, how are you guys doing? Are you recovered from the weekend yet? Uh, no, I've been binge eating uh, oatmeal cookies tonight to try and get my energy levels back up. But uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm frustrated. Cooper, about you? Uh, the Dallas Cowboys just gave up a first down, which means I have to wait longer until Zeke touches the ball. Anyways, I'm nervous. I'm anxious. My hands are sweaty. I need 11 points uh, from Zeke to beat you in fantasy football. Uh, and the game's going on right now. Mm-hmm. So, like I mentioned, we might be a little distracted. We might just break in momentarily with some live commentary on our fake football matchup because we know that's what the people at home. Mm-hmm. That's what they crave. Hear. Commentary on they games crave. that happened nights before. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, buckle in. We got a wild ride ahead of us tonight. Before we get into it, we want to let you know you can find all the small takes all over the internet Twitter at small takes, Instagram small underscore takes, Facebook, all the small takes, and Gmail, all the small takes at gmail.com. Also, check out our website, smalltakes.com. Some blog posts up there, some podcasts, all kinds of great content. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Without further ado, let's talk about. We can do a quick recap of the weekend in football. It was a good weekend, I think, for all of us, both NFL and college football. Notre Dame won. The Buckeyes snuck by UNLV. Uh, John, how did Indiana football do? To John all right. Thanks, John. Podcast. Thanks, John, for the update. All right. Yep. There's your IU update. Go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers. Let's talk uh, so NFL quickly. I think we had a good weekend all around. The Eagles had a thrilling victory. What was it 61-yard field goal, John? John, you went with us. All right, John is so excited about the Eagles oh, we lost game that he is—he's uh, speechless. John was so overwhelmed that he his internet couldn't contain it, and he actually just dropped he's off the Google Hangout for words. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll carry on without him, I guess. In the in the internet. yeah, yeah, I'm we back. keep going. Donnie, there. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I thought you were so you were so uh, disinterested in. Indiana football that you just didn't respond when I asked, and it was actually your screen was frozen. <laughs> yeah, no, I you your intro just kept slowing down more and more and more, and that stopped. <laughs> and I sat here for like a minute, and then I uh, left the call and came back. So, all right. So, do you have an uptake for us on uh, how the Hoosiers did? Um, yeah, so the Hoosiers won, um, as they tend to do. They beat they. Uh, they defeated Georgia Southern by a score of 52 to 14 here in Bloomington. Um, all right, moving on. Right, thanks for reading. Eagles. Thanks for reading yeah. off ESPN.com for all of our listeners. <laughs> uh, yeah, NFL was a good weekend. Eagles won. John, Patriots won. Cooper, the Bengals scored touchdowns, which is a new winning. thing. That's winning. That's winning yeah. for the Bengals. Getting the ball in that is winning. It's not winning. Ah, uh, if you're in the state of Ohio, that's good for the NFL teams. <laughs> no, check yourself. Check your privilege. I think I've, taking taking Green Bay to overtime in Lambeau is like worth a half of a moral victory. Mm-hmm. Oh, at least yeah. for the Bengals. It wasn't in Lambeau though. It's gonna be. It wasn't Lambeau. 
Yeah, check yourself. Come on, Sean. I thought one of the stats was, like around everyone the was talking about how Aaron Rodgers had never won in Cincinnati. Uh, no. He had oh. – Marvin Lewis had never – I don't know if he's Aaron Rodgers has ever beaten the Bengals because I'm pretty sure Marvin Lewis was 3-0 against the Packers in his head coach at the Bengals. He had never beaten the Bengals. So, Another record falls. John. John. And the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm-hmm. John is a known purveyor of fake news, so this is to Not be true. expected. Anyway, it was a good weekend. We're now going to talk about the coming weekend, particularly in college football. And if you've been listening throughout college football season, you're familiar with our pick six. So each week for the college football slate, we have six either games or prop bets or other things that we will predict. We'll track our records week over week. Last week, I came out ahead of both of you. I was four and two with our picks. Cooper, you were three and three, and John was a dismal four, uh, two and four. Anyway, let's talk about this week's pick six. We're going to do three uh, games and then three prop bets, and we will start with John's favorite conference, the Pac-12, and a big Pac-12 matchup, a fairly big Pac-12 matchup, USC at Washington State. We're going to pick this game straight up. Cooper, who do you like? Sorry, Carson Palmer just threw a touchdown. Um, we'll go with USC care. quarterbacks. I'll uh, pick Sam Darnold. Clearly, they're good. So, right. Sam Darnold gets one. John, what about you? Um, I, I won't be going with USC quarterbacks for 400. Um, I think USC is probably going to win. Washington State's undefeated, so it's a matchup of undefeated teams, which is, I guess, exciting in the Pac-12. Who knows? Was, was there a pick in there? Did he say, I think I'm going yeah. with USC? Okay, that's solidified. All right. So John, li- John likes the Trojans. You heard it here first. Uh, Maybe okay. the first time ever. Mm-hmm. You sure you want, you're going to stand with that pick? Yeah, I'll take him. I'll take, I'll take USC. Just go eat an oatmeal cookie. Your your yeah. conscience will be okay. It'll be okay. Well, the Wi-Fi Maybe is we... just really stressing me out right now. <laughs> Maybe we, we should have done this one. Wi-Fi? <laughs> no, no, it'll just make it worse. <laughs> you, you, you can't back down because it smells fear, so you just got to keep going. <laughs> uh, tease and peace to John as he, as he grapples with his Wi-Fi. In this game, I'll take Washington State because – as we know, I'm a Big 12 guy, and Mike Leach is one of the original Big 12 guys. I'm just a big fan of his and at home. Let's do our next game. This is going to be the Saturday night game, I presume. Uh, it is Clemson at Virginia Tech. Uh, Clemson number two, Virginia Tech number 12, also undefeated. John, who do you like in this game? Yeah, so Virginia Tech plays football in Virginia. They play it in Blacksburg, Virginia, um, for those of you wondering. We got a really cool opening song, but I think that's about it. I'm not particularly scared by their team. They're, I mean, they're ranked really high because they are. So, I mean, polls are just societal constructs. So, uh, I'm going to pick Clemson because they feel like a better team. I've watched Clemson play more football games, so I'll pick them. All right. So you're forgetting uh, something. The Hokies uniforms are pretty cool. Um, so not the only thing that's cool about Virginia Tech. I don't think their football team is that cool. Man, I really want to pick Virginia Tech because I really don't like Clemson, and I really want Clemson to lose. But I also want to win. I think Why don't more you like Clemson? Want, for obvious reasons. More than I want Clemson to lose, I'm going to pick Clemson because now I think Jeff I can has tell, to I can pick tell you Virginia don't. Tech. 
too awesome. Yeah, you guys have cracked the code here. If you both pick the same game, I'm stuck with the other. We'll force Jeff to pick Virginia Tech, and we're going to tank his record together. You routinely back me into a corner. That's fine, though, because I actually, with earnest and genuine belief, I'm going to go with the Hokies for the sole reason that weird things tend to happen at night in Blacksburg, Virginia. Cooper, you can attest. Nope, I can't attest. Okay. Just blocking out the pass. That's fine. No, Ohio I think State, uh, Ohio State won that game. Did they really? Yeah, they lost to Virginia Tech at home in 2014. Man, mm-hmm. guys, if you're gonna like look stuff up, like use it well. I don't know what you're talking about. We do exceptional. Our research team here at the Small <laughs> Takes is top notch. Second to none. Ah, uh, no, I like the Hokies. I like the Hokies night game at home. Uh, yeah, and you guys also backed me into a corner. It's fine. Let's yeah. do one more game. We're gonna do this game against the spread. Florida State, who's 0-2 um, and out of the top 25 for the first time since 2011. 4-0, Wake Forest. At Wake Forest, and Florida State is a 7.5-point favorite in this game. Do we like Florida State, or do we like Wake Forest and the points, John? Uh, Wake Forest's mascot is a demon, literally. Um, and they're undefeated and sitting at the top of the ACC Atlantic division. I don't know. Florida State looks like they're really bad at football, and right now they're Alabama's marquee win. So I think it'd be fun if they kept losing. So Alabama's uh, non-conference record or non-conference games continue to look worse and worse. So I'll pick Wake Forest. All right. So are you picking Wake Forest to win this game, to cover the spread and win? Sorry, what was that? Okay. Um, I'm going to pick Florida State to score more than uh, eight points this game. Or, yeah. Sorry. Correction. Correction. Hold on, Sean, like you know how spreads work. You just picked Wake Forest. I do know how spreads work. I picked Wake Forest because I'm I am taking the points. No, I'm not taking yeah. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna back Florida State is gonna score more than eight points. I don't think Wake Forest is gonna score many because Florida State's defense is pretty good. So Um, so you're laying the points. That's what you're doing. You're laying the points. Florida State is going to win by more than eight points. I'm taking Florida State. Did I do we it right? just do a podcast dedicated to like explaining gambling terminology. <laughs> I, don't, I really need it. Are we laying the points? Are we sitting on the points? I have not. I'm eating the points. On. I'm going to eat the points like John's eating his cookies. Uh, I'm going to take Wake Forest um, with DeAndre Francois out for the year. They're starting a freshman quarterback who um, is pretty outmatched. He was outmatched over the weekend uh, against NC State. And uh, Wake Forest apparently is okay at football. And also, John as he often does, is teaching us things. I had no idea there were um, divisions in the ACC. I had no idea wow. that was a thing. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so thanks, John. Appreciate that. Let's talk. Uh, we'll do three. We'll do these kind of quickly. Uh, these are prop bets. And so we'll start in the Big Ten. Penn State plays Indiana, but we're actually going to pick whether Saquon Barkley or Indiana will score more touchdowns in this game, which is in Happy Valley, by the way. Cooper, I know you're a big Saquon Barkley guy. What do you think here? Indiana touchdowns. I think Indiana mm. scores at probably like around four touchdowns. I can see them getting 28 points. I don't see Saquon Barkley scoring four touchdowns. If they score 28 points in Happy Valley? Yeah, I think that Indiana offense is pretty good. Wow. Simi Cobb so, Jr. are on our Heisman list. Exactly. All yeah. right. John, what about you? Did we lose John again? Sorry. <laughs> I've been listening to like a fast forwarded version of your conversation because um, it just all happened in like 20 seconds. We should start a GoFundMe to get John like real internet. 
<laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure Cooper just picked Indiana over Saquon Barkley, which is That's bizarre. Correct. I did. He thinks Indiana's de- offense is really good, probably because he wants to hire Indiana's head coach as their offensive, as Ohio State's offensive coordinator. Yeah, next year. Word like that. Even though um, he's a defensive guy, I think. But sure. Well, I mean, the grass is always greener. So uh, I'm going to take, uh, yeah, I'll take Saquon Barkley. Ah, uh, see, this is nice. Finally, you guys didn't back me into a corner. Finally, you disagreed on something. I get, well, I get free reign right now. And I'm going to take Saquon Barkley as well. There's no way Indiana scores. Uh, they score at most two touchdowns, and I think Saquon Barkley surpasses that. This one could get tricky. We could get a tie in the mix here. Oh, that's true. That's okay. Oh, yeah. we'll, Sounds like soccer. We'll, we'll, we'll settle it. We'll settle it with a battle PK royale. Shootout. Yeah. Yeah. PK shootout. Stand up. Yeah, we'll we'll post that on our Vine. Let's do uh, <laughs> total points scored. We'll do so. We'll do, yeah, we have two more picks left. The this next one is in the SEC as well. Vanderbilt versus Florida, two teams that are pretty offensively uh, limited. One could say, how many points will be scored in this game? And we'll for clarification because there was some there was a dispute last week about how we were going to treat this. We're doing prices right rules. No, we're not doing prices right. Yeah, we're prices right. We're rules. I call going last. Uh, go. No, no, no. We're doing closest, closest plus or minus. So you can be above or below in how many points you are off. Closest wins. How many points are scored in this game, John? Um, I'm gonna uh, go last. So <laughs> this is crap. Uh, twenty-four. John, I'm gonna make you go second. Wow, twenty-four. That's yeah. bizarre. Fourteen ten is a reasonable outcome here. I can see that. I'm going to go with 35. Ooh. On the high that's end. That's a lot of points. It's 21-14. That's a lot of pick sixes. 21-14, yeah. It seems like more than it is, if that makes any sense. You need at least I'll two go, for that to happen, I think. I'm going to go... Hmm, this is tricky. Do I slide right between you guys, or do I go low? Do I go high? I'll do... This is, I'll do 40. I'll do it even 40. You know, how did he end up going last again? Just throwing gonna... that out there. Just throwing it out there. Moderator. See, well, you guys, you guys punished me with all the other picks making me go you, last. So this is, this is where I get to... Up, Cooper. I could have what? This is where I get to level the playing field. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to protest if we don't do prices Right rules next week. And I already <laughs> got dibs on going last. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to leave that there. Let's do last one. This is going to be uh, not really a pick, but we're each going to pick one upset for the week. So there are not a lot of top 25 matchups this week. So we're going to pick one top 25 team that will be upset and what that upset pick. Upset. I can't speak. We're going to pick one team to upset a top 25 team. Cooper, go. SC beats Georgia at home. John. Uh, what do you think, Jeff? <laughs> Good. <laughs> Well, John, uh, I like Duke to beat Miami uh, of Florida, not Ohio. Okay, I got mine. I got mine. Can I go? Go ahead. Okay, all right. Yes. Uh, Mississippi State's going to upset uh, Clemson. They're not, sorry. Gosh. Mississippi State is ranked. Auburn. Mississippi ranked. State's going to beat Auburn. That's a, that doesn't count. They yeah, are ranked. both of those are ranked. Yeah, it's, well, it's a top 25 team that's getting upset. No, that's it's Auburn. a top 25 team that is losing to an unranked team. How many? How many are playing unranked teams? Uh, most of them. Most of them. You, you have your pick. <laughs> what do you think? 
we already said what we think. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you because it just. I cut feel out. like I'm talking to like a defiant <laughs> child. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Defiant child with really bad Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh my gosh, this went right. off the rails. John, just pick a game. Just give me a second. Just give me a second. All right, week five. Here we go. Um, did anyone say Miami yet? Electric, electric radio. Yeah, yeah I said that Miami. was the first. You did a great job of listening. Okay. Um, LSU. They're going to lose Detroit. All right. There, there's a pick. That, that was just the next one John saw. Well, actually, Texas Tech could beat Oklahoma State. Which one are you going go. with? You gotta, you, I'll do right. both. That's fine. All right. Anyway, quickly, we're going to – so we sent out this – John sends out this poll every week. Annoying poll. Uh, Obnoxious, time-consuming, annoying you can vote poll. Someone off. So let's we'll we'll do. We're not going to do all of our Heisman hype train. We'll do our top five. So we vote on who our top five Heisman candidates are this week. Saquon Barkley leapfrogged to number one, closely followed by Baker Mayfield. Lamar Jackson was number three. Mason Rudolph came at number four, and John's favorite Sam Darnold at number five. Do we have any thoughts on these? Uh, yeah, the fact that Brandon Wimbush is a, in consideration at sixth, like close to getting invited to New York, is insane. And Dwayne Haskins Jr. did not come in last. He's not even the best quarterback on his team. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, those are my those are my opinions. It's almost like John approaches this with a pretty strong bias in mind. <laughs> yeah, and that both both defensive backs from Notre Dame are on the list, even though that might be the weakest part of Notre Dame's football team. <laughs> It's their defensive secondary. We also have like three special teamers on this list. We have we have a we have a player who plays for an FCS school. This is this is a solid list. We might need to put a pin in this in this uh, segment. We'll see. Uh, John, well, do you have anything to add? I mean, if you guys want to vote people off, we could try that. Should we again. do the should we do the countdown and vote off again this week? Was such a if you guys segment. if we vote someone off though, we keep going until we don't vote people off anymore. All right, let's do it. Builds. So I'm gonna count down from three, and we're gonna vote someone off of our 20-person Heisman hype train. All right, three, two, one. Kayla Newton, Kayla Newton. Sam Darnold. <laughs> hey, Kayla Newton. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> John has ruined the integrity of this segment and maybe the entire podcast. What little integrity we had left. <laughs> True. Good point. Uh, no, we're looking at yeah. Kaylin Newton. I'm done. Yeah, Kaylin Newton had a great. He he was he was a big splashy name in Week One. Howard beat UNLV, and I think they have lost every game since. All right, uh, let's do really quickly college football playoff rankings, which is also part of this. This is a much more reasonable part of the survey that John sends out. We put our top four uh, college football playoff rankings if the season ended today, and this week. Clemson came at number one, closely followed by Alabama, number two, Oklahoma at number three, Penn State number four, and falling just out of the top five is Georgia. I'm super confused as to why you guys have Clemson number one. Like, have you watched Alabama play football? I mean, not that Clemson hasn't been impressive. I, I don't get that. I don't get why I'm in my own little boat there. I, I put Alabama number one. Just want to oh, so the record straight. So, John, okay, cool. John must have we, we just put like Alabama way down the list then. What is Alabama? Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't put Alabama in the top four. That's okay, why they there don't we have go. it. Yep. Oh, got it. Got it. 
But I mean, they don't have a look at their resume. They don't have a marquee win. Uh, okay, they completely. Don't. I mean, they also every, haven't. They also haven't played a game that's been closer than like forty points. I think. Well, they haven't played. They haven't played a meaningful game yet. So I mean, <laughs> the eye test has to be worth something here. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. And Alabama's failing the eye test. They're playing garbage opponents. So I'm all glad right. we all agree. Clemson's yep. number one. Great. Um. Uh, do we want to go to the phones this week? Yeah, I think we have a couple callers on the left. I think we do. So if you missed last week, shame on you, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, we uh, we have now developed the ability here. Our, uh, our developers were hard at work, and they, they've patched in uh, some calling capabilities. So we were able to field calls from fans, of which there are many, all around the country of all the small takes. <laughs> all right, let's go to the lines. We've got uh, uh, Bob. From, uh, from Davenport, Iowa. Bob, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, hey there, Jeff. How you doing? Oh, doing good. Doing good. Better than uh, better than you, I think, after uh, a tough weekend loss. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what the Hawkeyes tend to do there, Jeff. Um, we do lose a lot here in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so the game was, uh, it was a tight contest between Penn State and uh, was up against the ropes there for a while. Uh, what did you think? Did you think it was a any kind of moral victory there for the Hawkeyes, or what were your reaction to the game? Well, Jeff, uh, most people here thought of the game as a classic battle between good and evil. You know, Penn State being the evil empire, and Iowa being the rebels. Uh, we were all pretty reclump when the when the Hawkeyes bit it there late in the game, but uh, we'll bounce back. It's not winter yet, so we got that. You know, 2020, Iowa will matter, matter again, so that'll be exciting. Well, uh, Bob, I, I admire your, your positivity. Uh, pretty remarkable for, for a fan, but I guess that's what we come to expect from our Midwest listeners. Uh, always friendly. I want to know what the expectations are of a Hawkeyes fan. So what are, what are your expectations for the season now after suffering this loss to Penn State? How do you think Iowa stacks up in the Big Ten West? Well... Uh, well, there, Cooper, uh, we'll probably beat Nebraska. They uh, they tend to suck at football these days. Um, I don't. Um, to be honest, I don't. Uh, I don't know the rest of the Hawkeyes' schedule there. Uh, so many teams moving, you know, in and out of the Big Ten these days. We'll just uh, we'll show up and uh, and wave at those uh, kids over in the at their uh, cancer hospital, you know, next to the stadium. So. That's just what we do here in Iowa. We're just nice people. Oh well, we couldn't couldn't agree with you more, Bob. We appreciate you calling in. Thanks for listening. Yeah, no, uh, no problem, there, boys. Uh, Bob from Davenport, just good people out there in Iowa. Just good people. Yeah. Good Amen. people. Amen. Do we want to take uh, one more call, maybe? Yeah, sure. I think uh, we got. Uh, uh, let's see, Donald on the line from uh, DC. How are you doing tonight? Talk to us about the, uh, about the Redskins. Cooper, Jeff, the Redskins this year, they're huge. They're huge. They're winning so much. They're tired of winning. I mean, just look at that. Look at them on Sundays. They're tired of winning. They're huge. Uh, so uh, I want to get your take quickly on the game last night, Donald. Uh, the Raiders, you could say a statement win. Um, what would you think of the play of quarterback Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. Huge. Huge guy, huge arm, huge head. You know, he's just huge. 
he's uh he's one of those one of those top three kind of guys you know he's that huge yeah well i mean he's getting paid like it yeah uh, and a pretty big game last night 25 30 for 365 yards three touchdowns and no interceptions pretty impressive i want to know though okay. are the uh is the washington football team good enough to uh you know actually make it to the playoffs this year and actually do some damage cooper the redskins always do damage always they always do damage doesn't matter who they're playing doesn't matter if it's them doesn't matter if it's the other team they always do damage i don't know if you remember this we used to have a guy here a guy by the name of by, by the rg3 huge amount of damage huge damage everywhere damage in the knees damage in the field damage in the end zones this guy did damage let me tell you huge huge damage uh donald uh get your uh so you think the you think the redskins end the season at the top of the nfc east this year what, what are your expectations no. i, I want to hear what you think the team where you think the team ends up this year no question redskins are going 12 and 0 they're winning the whole thing they're getting every bid every bid everywhere they're going to be one of the four best teams they're going to play on new year's eve they're going to win they're going to keep winning they're going to win in january and that's going to be it redskins all the way redskins everywhere well donald we appreciate you taking time out of uh what we know is a very busy schedule to uh to listen in and to call in to the small takes you have any parting words for the folks at home i listen Probably to you guys every week cooper you're garbage cincinnati's a garbage city I don't know why it hasn't sunk back in the muck yet. Big fan of Tom Brady, though. Tom Brady's huge. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's pretty close to a uh, guy. <laughs> Donald, I knew I liked you as soon as you called in. We appreciate your time. Take care. Thanks for listening. No problem. I think that's all the time we have for calls this week, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, do you want to give all the listeners at home, though, a little perspective? The Redskins will play more than 12 football games this year in the regular season. Didn't feel it was necessary to correct Donald when he was on the line, though. Oh, yeah, and the playoffs definitely have more than four teams in them. Just uh, Yeah. Just Super Bowl's normally in February also. I think it's actually always in February. So if you're an actual Redskins fan, uh, don't be dismayed. Your team did not get shortened on the uh, NFL schedule. They, they will play 16 games like every other NFL team. Oh, but to your point, I think we just wanted to let Donald go there. Yeah, no, he was, he was on a roll. He had some good things to say. He did. We, we appreciate all of our listeners, all of our callers. We're gonna bring back a segment. We we're gonna, we're gonna take a week hiatus from the confessional. We did we we did some self reflection. We talked amongst ourselves and we determined that we were uh, we were pretty good this week on the um, on the sports fandom front. Mm-hmm. We were and the show was getting a little too real. It was. It was too much emotional vulnerability. <laughs> a little too real. Uh-huh. I can't be that vulnerable week in and week out. No, especially because we're, we're men here. Yeah. We yeah. Can limit the emotions to to only to only a little bit a week so in lieu of the cooper confessional we are going to bring back the bandwagon which is a segment we have not done for a while but we used to do a lot of something we're jumping on the bandwagon of and i know we have a lot of things a lot of pent-up bandwagoning to discuss so john we'll start with you right so a couple things i'm jumping on the pumpkin spice bandwagon um i think that pretty much goes without saying uh, some people call this pumpkin spice season. Other people call it fall. You know, six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's great. A uh, little word to the wise. Whatever. When you try to make pumpkin bread in the oven, 
Um, make sure that the pan is thin enough to where either that or that your mixture is thin enough so that it doesn't like bake all the way through and then spend another two hours in the oven and the bottom doesn't get done yet. Just like, you know, common, common problem that happens to people. Uh, especially if you try to make a second one and you use the exact same recipe and use the same thing and you just figure you'll turn the oven up like another hundred degrees. Uh, that doesn't work. Uh, also bananas, big fan of bananas. They're coming back. Um, still not able to reproduce in the wild, but Hey, you know, neither are bulldogs. So let's go bananas. Um, and, uh, non power five teams in the college football playoff. I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of not power five teams kind of breaking into the top 25 this week, San Diego state and Notre Dame. Um, it's exciting. So let's go non power five teams. I wasn't sure. Uh, I couldn't tell what team you were talking about. I'm glad you mentioned the Irish. I, yeah, it was a little confused. I think. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. All right. So am I up? Sweet. Thanks, Jeff. Um. So unlike John, the uh, <laughs> pumpkin spice season uh, is officially out of season. Uh, Starbucks has now made the uh, maple pecan latte uh, more important than the famous uh, PSL. Ooh, that's Huge a hot fan. Take. That might be the hottest take of the week. Yeah, yeah, had it, had it, had it for the first time today. Uh, pretty delicious. Not gonna lie, pretty good. Secondly, Hoodie Mello. I've been a huge fan of Hoodie Mello ever since the off season began, uh, and it's official now that he is continuing his, uh, you know, his hoodie wearing to like press conferences and uh, team photo shoots. Um, I'm kind of getting excited that he might actually wear a hoodie during the game, which I think would break like all uniform violations, but it would be dope. And I'm pretty sure Hoodie Mello might be the best basketball player on the planet. Yeah, in line with that, uh, just the the Nike and the NBA mesh, I'm liking a lot so far. And Nike and the NBA were made for each other. Sorry, Adidas, but it's just how it is. Are we officially endorsing Nike on the podcast? Uh, no. no. No, that's not an official endorsement. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. And that's my wagon. That might change the story, but no. Yeah, if we're, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, good call. Uh, my bandwagon is pretty simple. It's been, I think, maybe like three months since we've talked baseball on the podcast. So I'm going to do God. playoff baseball. There's only one October, as a, a famous comedian once said. And I'm jumping on the bed. Uh, I'm jumping on the Red Sox bandwagon too, surprising. which I know is surprising to many. But um, point of clarification: mm-hmm. Is this one October Red October, or is that in fact a different October? I'm confused. Okay, that's a good question. Yeah, we'll just let it flow. We'll let it marinate. He can look that one up. Yeah, I'm I'm thorough. That went thoroughly over my head. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we, tell me what. Tell me after the podcast. Yeah, we'll tell you later. We'll tell you. <laughs> we'll, talk, we'll talk off air. We'll take that offline. Uh, all right. Let's finish up with a waste of data. John, what is your waste of data? Uh, yeah. So my waste of data is um, not a waste of data. Shout out to the guy who filmed Joel Embiid watching the Eagles kicker kick a 61-yard field goal to win the game. Uh, the only thing better than, I think, my family's reaction, um, and I'm sure Eagles fans everywhere's reaction to a 61-yard field goal actually going through the uprights at the, at the link, was watching Joel Embiid almost fall out of the box he was in and like celebrate. And then immediately in the back of my mind, I was like, I really hope he doesn't break his leg. This, is, this could be really bad. <laughs> he needs to settle down. Um, but it was great. <laughs> it was great. Sixers thing of all time. If he hurt his knee slash ankle celebrating a Eagles win, 
Joel what about you? is the city of Philadelphia now, though, by the way. He's been to he's been to the bank and now he's at the link. He's just everywhere. It's great. See the, see the mayor? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh leaving that aside. I had the trinity of uh Wasted Data today in defense of Ohio State football. Um Adam Rittenberg, Adam Rittenberg, who typically I do actually like, wrote I guess after last weekend's slate of games that JT Barrett needs to be more like Baker Mayfield. Which I love is it's one of those classic articles where it's like a good guy needs to be more like a bad guy to have more success on the field. Like there's at least a couple of those every single year. Like AJ Green needs to be more like Odell Beckham Jr. to be more successful, um, which is just the most ridiculous article. And then it goes both ways because then there will be the articles that are written about how like bad guys can be. Anyways, aside um, in light of what Baker Mayfield said to the you know the Baylor Bears this past weekend. Um, I can definitively say that we don't need more Baker Mayfields in the world. And so, no, JT Barrett does not need to be more like him. Uh, secondly, the UNLV quarterback expected Ohio Stadium to be louder. Sorry, UNLV quarterback. Your team sucks. Uh, no one's going to show up and scream to watch you play football. Uh, thirdly, Chris Carter tweet uh, tweeted that this kid has a chance to be the best Buckeye quarterback ever. The next couple of years is going to be fun. That was about Dwayne Haskins Jr. who played, I guess, almost, well, more than half of the football game against UNLV. Uh, yes, maybe he does have the chance to be a really good quarterback. Unfortunately, Chris Carter is actually watching the best Buckeye quarterback ever perform on the field. Uh, his name is JT Barrett. Uh, and it's just kind of obnoxious because, honestly, Dwayne Haskins really looked uh, immature as a quarterback and threw one really horrible interception and should have thrown another one just because he didn't look off a of safety. Um, so, yeah, that's my trendy voice of data. I think I agree with you that um, having read what Baker Mayfield said and watching him, we really don't need more Baker Mayfields in the world. That would get really weird really fast. Yeah, um, I, I really can't read it on the podcast. Um, no. I was, a lot thinking, of slapping. I was thinking of asking you to, and then I refrained. For our, yeah, know, so for our, yeah. Look, look, it up, look it up at home, not at work. Yeah, we don't we don't need more Baker Mayfields in the world. I'm gonna disagree. Respect. Of course you are. Jeff of course you are. <laughs> I'm a big Baker Mayfield fan. Uh huh. Anyway, my waste of data is I have two of them very quickly. NBA 2K18, which we played this weekend when we all got together for blatantly ripping off NBA Street Volume Two with their uh, their hardtop or was it blacktop? Is that the name of the game mode? Uh, blacktop. blacktop. It's blacktop. blacktop. It's basically a street ball mode. It's basically it's it is legitimately NBA Street Volume Two without the game breakers and the tricks. You can do like one on one, two on two, three on three, and it's like the court you play on is straight out of. I think it's like straight out of NBA Street Volume Two. So uh, cease and desist, please. NBA Two K eighteen. So strongly disagree. That game mode is awesome. Okay. Anyways, Joel Embiid, greatest street basketball player of all time. <laughs> uh, actually, Stretch from NBA Street Volume 2 is the greatest street player of all time. Agreed. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but my last waste of data is you uh, 2 specifically Cooper, I guess, for uh, mocking my man's, my internet dad, Bill Simmons, several podcasts ago. And he, actually, I think this was your waste of data at one point in time. That it was my waste of thunder, data. The Thunder and Mellow are circling, and you went on this big rant about how Simmons knows nothing, and he was like just pulling. But hold on, thin air. I was totally right. Bill Simmons knew nothing at the time. This happened three months after the fact, and he used the word "circling" each other. He made it sound like they were gonna mate. 
It was it was like I was watching Animal Planet. They have made that it. That is the weirdest yeah, they've way made to it. say anything in the world. Bill Simmons has the, totally lost his touch. It's the buckshot approach to journalism. Uh-huh, Just fire as much as you can and eventually you'll be right. I mean, Jeff, even I, if I, we, we could throw enough stuff out on Twitter, we'd get one right eventually. We do throw enough stuff out yeah. on Twitter to maybe be right eventually. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a staunch defender of my man's Bill Simmons for a long time, and I felt felt good to be vindicated. That's all. <laughs> That's the show for the week. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of All the Small Takes. We appreciate you listening. If you have thoughts on this show or any other shows, hit us up on social media. Leave us a review on iTunes. Subscribe. Resubscribe. And we'll be back next week with more calls, more scintillating discussion, and more small takes. Dope. Dope.